It all starts with a question. What's something simple I can do that will have a positive impact on my block? When change occurs, it usually does so slowly, not all at once. One does not always have to think about nationwide reform and sweeping policy change to bring about improvement in their community. We can all start with a small gesture, whether it be picking up trash on a sidewalk or shoveling a neighbor's driveway. When I was volunteering at Cook County Jail, the students didn't want to hear me speak. And so I just asked the kids in the jail, you know, all right, y'all want to hear me speak? Where are you from? Let's just have a conversation. Where are you from? And kids would be like, my block is 21st Street, or my hood is the low end. And I say, well, y'all say my block and my hood like y'all own something. Y'all own, why don't you ever say my city? And that's when I realized that none of them had, this ain't my city, ain't no black people downtown. Ain't no black people in Wicker Park. I was like, well, raise your hand if you've actually been downtown. Crickets. You can see the Sears Tower from the room I was in in the jail. Nobody ever been there. They had never been nowhere. So I was like, you know what? Okay, God, I hear you. Um, if you show people better, they can do better. So hopefully if I can show students a world exists outside of their block, they won't go to jail. That's the idea. It's that simple. This is Jamal Cole, founder of the organization My Block, My Hood, My City, and the person that posed the question at the start of the podcast. Through his Explorers program, he looks to bring underprivileged youth to various parts of the city, where they learn about the world, themselves, and Chicago in the process. The branding of the whole South Side of Chicago right now is not good. I'm, I'm trying to start with my block, right? I'm turning this home into a community center. I want to buy that foreclosed home right there, right? And I want to buy my block, and, and hopefully, you know, success is what you attract, not what you pursue. So if we if we make this block attractive, we can attract more families, you know what I mean? And then that can spread. So that's kind of, that's, that's my philosophy on it. Jamal brings up an interesting point about perception. In the case of Chicago's South Side, the media portrays a picture of constant crime and violence. It is unfair to paint an entire part of the city as dangerous. This false perception also has impacts in reality. Because why should they care about trying to improve the South Side if others are constantly trying to tear it down? Jamal tries to counteract that by instilling positivity into a community, hoping it attracts more positivity. City planners can have that same effect, turning an empty lot into a community garden or placing a grocery store in a food desert. This is prime gang territory in Chicago. It's hard to be inspired when you've got a currency exchange in every corner, and a currency exchange got three-inch bulletproof glass windows up. Meanwhile, they charge you 3% of your money. Like, who's really being robbed? You know what I mean? Uh, it's hard to be inspired when you got microphones on every corner. They listen, that's shot spotter technology. They listen to gunshots. They let the police know where the gunshots happen and the police can respond immediately to any gunshots fired. There's more technology on our light poles than there is in the classrooms. Ain't no laptops in the classrooms, but there's technology on every pole. You guys wanna keep moving? Jamal speaks on some of the difficulties that people in Chatham face on a daily basis. It can be extremely difficult for students to focus on their educational pursuits when there are so many other issues occupying their minds. It can be difficult for them to remember that a world exists beyond their block, a world with no currency exchanges, bulletproof glass, and street corners that receive more funding than classrooms. People, especially children and teenagers, need something to believe in, something they can grasp onto as a source of hope. The Explorers Program can be that beacon of hope. My house is run by my older cousins. Both of them in gangs and both of them sell drugs, but nobody says that. Being in a gang is regular stuff. They say, this is my set, these are my friends. I'm maintaining. I love my older cousins. I love them. They tell me I'm smart. 
My teachers don't tell me I'm smart. My cousins say I'm smart because I'm the lookout. I know all nine cars that are supposed to be on my block. I know there's a Chevy with a black tent, a baby blue Cadillac, a van with the curtains in it, the man with the motorcycle, a royal blue Acura, a Toyota Camry with a City College bumper sticker, a lady with a Cherokee, this all-black charger with silver rims, and there's a brown Honda minivan. And if any one of those nine cars aren't there, someone else pulls up, I tell my cousins. They say I'm a smart. I'm the lookout. Jamal's storytelling abilities are second to none, and he put that in full display while naming the nine cars that are allowed on his block. But it goes far beyond naming cars. There's something to be said about different types of knowledge. His teachers discount his intelligence, but I'd say that remembering nine distinct cars at any given time and having the mental fortitude to alert your cousins if a different car lingers around is beyond smart. Plus, maybe his school performance comes at the expense of being burdened with remembering. In the classroom, the immediate worst outcome is a bad grade on a test. At home, the immediate worst outcome is the death of you and one of your family members. Chicago is a city of... Uh of blocks, you know, block, 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 things can change. But at the same time, the people under the bridge, the bridges in Uptown, uh, you know, they, they need our support. And so um, what's happening on Wilson Avenue, that matters to me even though I live on 79th. You see what I'm saying? Like what, what's happening in Pilsen matters to me even if I live in Chatham, right? Um, those things are interconnected. And so I want to get people to think that way. To me, this is the perfect explanation as to why Jamal's program is so important. It is easy to place all of your focus on your own block, your own neighborhood, your own city. But there's so much more of the world that exists beyond that narrow sliver you experience on a daily basis. Empathy is an important tool in creating a better society for everyone. The more we recognize, support, and uplift each other, the less we will distrust and harm each other. The city belongs to everyone. Let's circle back to the question from the beginning of the podcast. What's something simple I can do that will have a positive impact on my block? In my opinion, it could be a good idea for urban planners to think about this question while making change in the communities they work in. It hits at a certain level of empathy and understanding as to how others live and how they want their community to change. For this to work, planners must interact with community organizations because no matter how much we learn about a place from the outside, they have acquired more knowledge by living in and working from the inside. In the meantime, planners can take it upon themselves to start doing the groundwork, and it can be as simple as interacting with the community you serve outside of work. Hopefully, this leads to a greater level of understanding and a greater likelihood of strengthening communities across the country.